Few character archetypes have as much sway on the popular imagination as the underdog. Many books and movies feature an underdog. I'll name only a few. Rocky, Rudy, Back to the Future, The Hunger Games, The Lord of the Rings, The Karate Kid, Star Wars, Eight Mile, and of course, the favorite from Indiana, almost a, a sacred story, very much a sacred story, Hoosiers. Really, the story of the 1954 Milan High School basketball team is sacred story in the state of Indiana. We love underdog stories because we can see ourselves as the underdog coming out on top against all odds. Plus, it can be fun to root for the little guy. Why do you think so many people hate the Yankees? We have a classic underdog story at the beginning of 1 Samuel when we learn about Hannah. Hannah is the loved wife in her marriage with Elkanah, but that's the extent of any advantage she may have. She can't have children. There's another wife in the picture. Her name is Peninnah, who has children and rubs it in Hannah's face every chance she gets. Remember, this is back in the days when a man who had means could have more than one wife. Elkanah is, you know, seems like a good man, but he's kind of clueless. He doesn't understand why she's so upset. He asks her, when he sees her upset, he asks her, What's wrong? Am I not more to you than ten sons? No. No. There's Eli the priest who thinks she's drunk when she's praying at the temple. Hannah is anxious. She's an outcast among other women for her inability to have a child. And without children, she will have no one to care for her when Elkanah dies. There was no social safety net then. It's no accident that the widow, along with the orphan, serves as a type for the most vulnerable people in the Bible. The only one that Hannah has is God. And it's a good thing that this God has a special heart for the underdog. Underdog stories are integral to the Bible. The whole Bible may be seen as an underdog story. Israel itself was an underdog, never among the most powerful or wealthiest nations, even at its peak under King Solomon. God tells the people straight out that this is the case. In Deuteronomy 7, God tells the people through Moses, It was not because you were more numerous than any other people that the Lord set his heart on you and chose you, for you were the fewest of all peoples. It was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath that he swore to your ancestors. God chose Israel because God loved Israel. No other reason at all. Other, there are other such stories. Gideon in the book of Judges is a classic underdog. So is King David. Time and time again in the Bible, the underdog is lifted up, not because of any innate worthiness in themselves, but out of God's sovereign choice alone. And so Hannah is lifted up out of God's grace alone. Perhaps this is a lesson for us. Congregations, like every other organization, like to present an image of strength. 
We like to show the world how we've got it together, how much fun it is to be a part of our church family, and how awesome our programming is. On one hand, that's great. We want to do that. We want to be a healthy congregation where faith can grow. And I believe this congregation is a healthy congregation where faith can and does grow. We want to have a good reputation to the wider community, known for being people who genuinely love one another. And I think this congregation has that reputation. Those desires are good and holy to present that to the wider community. On the other hand, that was the one hand. This is the other hand. On the other hand, there's more to every congregation than what it presents. Like every family, congregations have their histories. Congregations have their warts. There's always a cross or two or three somewhere. And I'm not picking on us. I'm not picking on our congregation. I'm talking about all congregations. Even that megachurch that people have hyped up to me since I moved here again and again. People keep talking to me about how wonderful Eagle Brook in Woodbury is. I promise you, it's got its problems. It's got its tensions. It's got its history. I can promise you that because it like us, like every other congregation, is made up of human beings. And while it's the American way to always go for the bigger and stronger, the wealthier and flashier, God's way is quite different. God doesn't go for the bigger and stronger. Scripture shows that time and time again. No, contrary to that damnable proverb, God helps those who can't help themselves. God helps those who can't pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. God helps those who know they can't get out of the mess they are in by themselves. That's really the essence of the gospel. God helps those who can't help themselves. God helps us when we can't help ourselves. It's why God chooses a little people to be his special people. It's why a young girl from Nazareth is chosen to be the mother of our Lord. And why Jesus chose such a ragtag group of misfits as his disciples. God is all about the people we dismiss as unimportant and insignificant. It's at the heart of both Hannah's and Mary's songs. Did you notice them? There's a great reversal going on in both songs. Hannah sings, the bows of the mighty are broken, but the feeble gird on strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out for bread, but those who were hungry are fat with spoil. In Mary's remix from our gospel, he has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. Both songs show us a God who has a special heart for those on the bottom rung. Or the underdog. And at the end of the day, this is amazing news. Because we know that with God, we don't have to pretend anymore. We don't have to pretend to be what the world wants us to be. We don't have to be strong and powerful 
and happy all the time. We can let that go. We can be who we are, warts and all, confident that God loves our whole selves, even and especially those parts of ourselves that we consider to be unlovable. We can be honest and say who we really are. Imperfect people made in God's image, utterly dependent on God's mercy, strength, and love. God help us to be a people who don't have to pretend to be what the world wants us to be. God help us to be a congregation who knows that Christ is most clearly revealed among the underdogs of the world. God help us to remember that in him alone is our strength and our salvation. Let's pray. Lord God, throughout salvation history, you have lifted up the underdogs of the world. You came to us in Jesus, who wasn't wealthy or powerful, but who modeled the power of your kingdom in his love for us all. Remind us that we are dependent on you alone, that we can't help ourselves. And the best thing we can do is to get out of your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.